Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life. So open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. Talk to the Lord, that's faith. You have faith in a, that God is going to hear you. And why would we ask if we didn't think he was going to answer? So I think it's a good thing after we ask him to thank him. That's an act of faith too. Thank you God. Because I'm holding you to your word. You said I don't have because I haven't asked. So now I've asked and now I can have it. It's mine. Thank you Jesus for the concept of prayer the relationship of prayer I love it so thankful and uh, I think we're all probably the same we pray all the time the Bible says pray without ceasing well we're always talking to him aren't we Lord help me find my keys I just I need you today Lord if it's a, a prayer of help me run into a hungry soul or help me find my keys, he answers. <laughs> well, we are going to continue, maybe this Sunday and the next, we'll see, um, on the life of King Saul. I think this story, while it is a very interesting story, um, but as we read it and look closely into the life of King Saul, we can find many life lessons here as with many things that are in the word of God these pieces of history are here not just to entertain us and uh, if you love history then yes it can be entertaining if you're like me and you slept through history class because you thought why do I need to learn about a bunch of dead people that was my thinking back in the day <laughs> what can I learn from history <laughs> well <laughs> as with all history we should learn from it <laughs> especially our own <laughs> but this is God's word it's not just any book within the pages of the word of God are life lessons because there's life instructions and if obeyed it will lead us to life eternal and that is the goal when we all get to heaven what a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus Woo! We're going to sing and shout and sing and shout and sing and shout and sing and shout and sing and shout the victory. <laughs> it's never going to stop. Thank God we'll have a new body. <laughs> I just don't think this body can handle all that singing and shouting. <laughs> Every day, day in, day out. <laughs> I mean, to me, that's been one of the most exciting things about heaven is I'm going to get a new body. I hope I get to pick it out. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, I can hope. So, this first king over Israel, Saul, has already taught us a few ways that we should be and several ways that we should not be. So we're going to continue to learn from his life. As we've said, he started out good. God saw great potential in him. But what happened to King Saul? How could he have changed so much? So last time, we kind of ended with uh, what I believe was the first part of what happened to change King Saul. Um, today we'll be talking out of 1 Samuel chapter 15. Verse 17, and Samuel the prophet said to him, When thou wast little in thine own sight, wast thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel? And the Lord anointed thee king over Israel. That was, I believe, the first part of the equation of why King Saul fell, because he forgot who he was. He forgot where he came from and who he was before the Lord raised him up. I don't think it's a great habit to always talk about your past and, and talk about it like on a daily basis and, and kind of live in the past. I don't think that's a good thing at all. But I do think it is a great thing to be mindful of who we were before he found us the sin that he found us in or that he just chose us because the bible clearly says you didn't choose me i chose you i found you wow i don't ever want to forget what he has done for me and somehow saul forgot when he was a nobody in his own eyes God that drew God's attention <laughs> he's like oh you don't think you're anybody that's somebody that I can use when we fail to remember that although he may have placed us in some type of position to lead we fail to remember who we were before he found us sometimes it's easy to forget that it's his kingdom it's not mine it's his it's always his kingdom his rules his commandments and he chose us and has asked us to be obedient unto that in the very beginning of chapter 15 it begins with a very clear and particular instruction from the Lord unto Saul. But I think Saul only heard what he wanted to hear and he just disregarded the rest. Because, you know, he knew better. He knew better than what God was saying through the prophet. And uh, sometimes we see the same thing I don't like to admit it, but sometimes we do that. We see things in the word of God 
and we want to pull this out because it's convenient and we want to throw that out because it's inconvenient um we see people do that a lot with the word of god well i don't think god really meant it that way so they search for versions of the bible that dumb things down a little bit and uh you know kind of throw in their own words and change the meaning and all of that i'm not going to tell you which version of the bible to stick with but research it out and uh stick with what is closest to the original translation i want to take his word at what it says i don't want to add to it and i don't want to take away from it just because it feels better or makes me feel better so in this story saul began making excuses again because he he wasn't obedient he did destroy the people of Amalek in his own way not the way he was told to he thought he had a great idea the Bible says that Saul and the people brought King Agag back with them and the very best of their flocks it does sound like a great idea I mean sometimes we have some really good ideas if God would just listen to us I can tell you how to save these people Lord or whatever <laughs> I can tell you how to give me a lot of money God and I can tell you you can trust me <clears throat> whatever we just have our own views of things and so did Saul but then Saul he didn't want to take all the blame so he puts the blame back on the people they took the spoil they took the sheep they took the oxen and then he turns it into something spiritual because they wanted to sacrifice to the Lord <clears throat> so really no matter what it looks like or sounds like it's never spiritual when we go against authority we go against the word of the Lord well here's what I feel the second part of the equation of the demise of King Saul in verses 22 and 23 and this is pretty much what we're going to be talking about today and Samuel said hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord behold to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry because thou hast rejected the word of the lord he hath also rejected thee from being king I don't know about you but I've heard a lot of people quote this scripture talking about rebellion probably more than anything else rebellion is the sin of witchcraft well it all started with disobedience we're going to look at some of these words <clears throat> to obey sounds pretty simple and the definition is very simple to follow commands 
or guidance to conform to comply that's what it means to obey when you conform and and comply follow the commands sacrifice means to slaughter to slaughter the flesh of an animal to kill rebellion I can't I think it kind of describes it right there in the word is as the sin of witchcraft <clears throat> stubbornness justifiable unyielding <laughs> I really like that definition it made me think of some people stubbornness justifiably unyielded unyielding Woo. and I'm talking about people in the mirror um, but he's saying in here it's just as sin and idol worship our stubbornness justifiably unyielding that does explain King Saul pretty well and unfortunately it probably explains us too sometimes <clears throat> the prophet Samuel is giving King Saul his final wake-up call to reality of how God is seeing what he's doing God had a very direct word for Saul very specific instructions but again like I said Saul knew better than God what makes me pretty sad about the life of King Saul is all of the plans that God had for him and they all became void because of his disobedience it's kind of a sobering thought that the Lord spoke to me he said what will the history of our lives look like to the generations after us what will be our story of obedience to God will there be a story to tell of obedience or will it be a story like Saul's hopefully we fulfill the plans that God has for our lives to prosper us plans for his kingdom to advance his kingdom hopefully we will have a history of obedience I, I just think about King Saul and what could have happened if he would have just kept doing or even started doing what the Lord wanted the Lord had plans for him and he gave him choices he gave him chances time after time okay here's your instructions now it's in your hands and he does that with us all the time we pick up his word and we begin to read it there's our instructions and then being the awesome God that he is he says now it's your choice do with it as you want but I'm telling you as he leads us and he guides us with his word 
and in our time of prayer and he speaks to us and he leads us and he guides us it's because he has plans for us he has plans for us in his kingdom in his body he wants to advance his kingdom just like he wanted to with king saul he chose him to advance the kingdom but saul through disobedience put a stop to that wow i i want to do my part i want to be obedient wherever i can be obedient to advance the kingdom of god i want to do what i'm supposed to be doing to advance his kingdom and we are wrong in our thinking if we think the only people that are to be advancing the kingdom are those in a pulpit ministry no it's all of us in the body it's when you go next door because the lord says go next door and visit your neighbor talk to them about jesus or just tell them you've been thinking about them you care about them you're going to kind of blow their mind number one because we're not very neighborly anymore we're too busy talking to people on our phones that we don't see <laughs> or whatever but living a life of obedience is listening to the voice of the lord and what would you have me do today god i don't want to make this day about me because i'm never going to get this day back again this 24 hour period could change so much in the kingdom of god being here for prayer at 9 30 and the prayers that we're praying we today we prayed over souls i am telling you i know what i felt in the spirit there were changes that were happening in the lives of people we were praying for it was happening when we were praying god was answering hearts were turning they may not know it they may not understand it but it's happening so every day walking in obedience is going to make a difference in the kingdom of god and it's also going to make a difference in the kingdom of god if i don't what could be different if i did obey what could have been different with the children of israel if saul would have obeyed I want to talk today a little bit about obedience versus sacrifice. Is it a big deal to live in obedience? Well, if God removed a king out of his position, it must be a pretty big deal. There is no glamour in obedience obedience is a matter of the heart a heart that no one sees except God now just think about it who gets all the attention in the house is it, is it the obedient child or is it the child that always disobeys the child that constantly rebels they get a lot of attention 
obedience is not self-seeking because it's complying to the will of another obedience does not draw attention to oneself but it draws attention to the one demanding the obedience the one in authority obedience is submission and when you know and you've read or you've studied or you've heard about submission you know what that means submission doesn't mean you're up here where everybody can see you submission is a low state obedience is humble rebellion is full of pride the act of obedience is what put the flesh of Jesus Christ on the cross it was all about obedience so it's not a place obedience is not a place of elevation but it is a place of complete submission how many of you I'll, I'll be the first one okay can agree with me that when you hear the word submission you're like I really don't like that word <laughs> I like to do what I like to do and when I want to do it and but when I'm in submission I don't do necessarily what I want to do when I'm in submission or in obedience I'm doing what someone else wants me to do can you see why Saul struggled he really struggled with submission obedience he, he just had better ideas now sacrifice sounds like a good word anybody in the room want to sacrifice this week and do this and this and this sign up to sacrifice this week and we're all there to sign up and sacrifice I mean we don't like it but sacrifice actually can catch attention I know this is a different way of thinking because I've never thought of it before but this is what the Lord talked to me about <laughs> while there are sacrifices that we make that no one sees there are many sacrifices we can make that everyone sees <clears throat> the sacrifices that King Saul thought he was making were the ones that everyone could see you remember when he called for a fast you know he wasn't winning he wasn't fighting the enemy seemingly was winning so he called for a fast because you know he couldn't go out there and fight or whatever so he called for a fast he's the one that sacrificed the animals so everyone could see King Saul called for a fast King Saul is the one that made this happen every time he disobeyed he tried to turn it around and make himself look spiritual 
I've seen it. I've seen it. I think we've all seen it. We see people that walk in disobedience to the word of God or to their authority and they turn it around and like, well, let me tell you why I'm doing this because, and they make it spiritual. In a very prideful way, Saul tried to make himself look humble and it just didn't work because we never fool God. And most of the time, we don't fool others either. We're only fooling ourselves with false humility. There's a word right in the middle of obedience. O-B-E-D-I-E-N-C-E. Die. Right in the middle of the word obedience is the word die. Now, while both of these words, obedience and sacrifice, can mean death, it's what's inside of our hearts that determine the outcome of these deaths. We can sacrifice a lot and believe it is for the kingdom. But I believe we need to ask ourselves, is this sacrifice so that we will look the part of being holy? So that everyone will see my sacrifice? Or is it truly death to my flesh? Say no to my flesh with no one knowing that it's even happening. Hopefully, the Lord has dealt with all of us in areas of our life where we have made sacrifices and no one knew about it. Hopefully, we have a relationship with God where he can talk to us and say, I want you to stop doing this for a period of time. And we listen to him and we are obedient and we sacrifice coffee or whatever it is for a period of time. I mean... That's like the ultimate sacrifice, you know. <laughs> now, it wouldn't be to Brother Ayers. He would be like, okay, Lord, I'm all in. I'll sacrifice coffee <laughs> when you don't like coffee. But he may ask you to sacrifice Mountain Dew. Caffeine choices. <laughs> I really am continually amazed of what people put on social media. Thank God I only see a little bit of it. But, and I, hey, I don't see anything of anybody that puts anything on right here in this room except I see Sister Amanda's stuff about her interior design and maybe Timothy's foodie pictures or whatever they are in St. Louis. A few things. But anyway, so this has nothing to do with anybody in this room because I don't know. <laughs> But I'm amazed knowing that we're supposed to be like Christ, but the continual selfies. <laughs> look at me. Look at me. Look at me now. 
look at me over here look at me over here look at me <laughs> it's just kind of amazing to me um and talking about the fast that they're on that just i don't comprehend that or the things they're giving up for the week i thought that was supposed to be this personal you know time with you and the lord and uh the sacrifice between you and the Lord or obedience whatever and we want to put it out there for everybody to see hey everybody look I'm sacrificing <laughs> I don't really know how God feels about that I know what he says in his word you know just get in your closet and don't pray where everybody can see you and give you glory and credit and don't fast and talk about it it's just amazing to me it's kind of where we're at right now in society but we're not supposed to be a part of that society <laughs> anyway that way of society sacrifice is to slaughter not promote sacrifice is great it is needed it's good for us we need to sacrifice it's all about killing the flesh how many of you will admit with me today that your flesh is strong every day okay me and sister Lonnie thank you <laughs> I'll raise both hands but that's what sacrifice is it's about killing the flesh putting ourselves on an altar we bring the sacrifice of praise to God when we worship. It's not a show. <laughs> it's not for man to enjoy. I know sometimes we're like, well, I don't like that song, so I'm not going to worship. What does that have to do with God? We're here to worship God, not worship the song that's sung. And thankfully, the people that choose our songs sister Janae and some of the praise team they try to be very careful about the words of the songs that we sing and who wrote them so we need more apostolic writers by the way if anybody feels the Lord moving on you to write a song we need it but the sacrifice of praise is just that it's a sacrifice it's whether I feel like it or not I'm going to give him praise whether I enjoy what's going on around me or not I'm going to give him praise it's about him the sacrifices are for him they're about him they're not about me they're not to promote me look at me I'm sacrificing <laughs> all of our sacrifices can be in vain if we're living in disobedience to his word that word obedience with that word die right in the middle of it death comes with obedience this is a death to self will to self-gratification to self-glorification it's a death that we all struggle with 
obedience. Whether it's obedience to God or to those in authority over us. We feel the sting of death to self every time we walk in obedience. You have a job. You have a boss. They might not be the nicest person in the world. It hurts to be obedient. It hurts to be obedient to your company. You feel that sting of death to self-will every time you do what you don't want to do. I feel it every time the speed limit is too low. That just does not fit well with my flesh. <laughs> no comment from Pastor. But see, I have a justification. I have a grandmother that they called Hot Rod Hester. It's in the blood. That's my justification for being disobedient to the law. And that never flies with a policeman. I can blame it on my grandmother all day long. And he's like, good for you. Here's your ticket. Praise the Lord. I haven't had a ticket for a long... I don't know if this is real wood. Time. <laughs> and that gene got passed right on down to Brother Timothy. We're proud, aren't we? <laughs> it's this death to self-will that Saul just did not have and it really got him into trouble it's not easy it is not easy being obedient we are very strong willed people that's just how we are and some are stronger willed than others but it's this death connected to obedience that actually brings life Paul said it in Romans 8 verse 13 for if ye live after the flesh ye shall die but if ye through the spirit do mortify in other words kill the deeds of the body ye shall live so it's through death to self that we will live in Christ so where in our lives is he asking us to die what is he asking us to be obedient in, in? that's between you and him but we all know we all know these things and I think he just wants us to be aware of something today. That when we live in a state of obedience unto the Lord, unto his word, unto our spiritual authority, unto any authority that's over us, when we live that way, it's pleasing to God. 
but it also helps us to walk in the way that he would have us to walk in and prosper and bring glory to him and bring what needs to be brought into the kingdom why is obedience so hard it's really not because the letters d-i-e are in the word it's because that's exactly what it takes to be obedient and who wants to die I don't like it who wants to die to self will who wants to die to their own ideas who wants to die and say okay pastor I I'm gonna do what you said we just do not like to die to the flesh I mean if we did we'd be fasting a whole lot more but you know that fast day comes up and we're like Lord I just ask you to give me strength help me make it through this day 24 hours without food Lord help me dying is not fun I don't know maybe the Lord is asking for obedience with our mouths things that we're saying or not saying things that we're saying about people gossip condemning people maybe he's asking us would you just be obedient to me and speak life say good things stop gossiping maybe he's asking us to be obedient in what we do maybe there's something that we're doing that we know he's asking us stop doing it maybe it's what we're reading or watching or maybe he's asking us to die to immoral things to sexual sins to addictions I don't know what it is when I keep doing what he's asked me not to do or I keep refusing to do what he has asked me to do I'm living in disobedience so you know what I can sacrifice all I want and try to impress him try to get his attention but first he wants obedience he wants my obedience because we are all unique we've talked about this the last several weeks the giftings that God has given to each one of us in the body because of those things my dad taught me something and it was something that I just saw him as a pastor live out about personal convictions things that we know that we have to be obedient to God in but they're personal convictions for us it's not something that we can make a doctrine about and some people try to do that well God told me not to ever go here so you're gonna go straight to hell if you go there no that's called legalism 
but there are personal convictions that every one of us should have that God has talked to us about okay now because of your past or for whatever reason he chooses whatever the reason is there are things that he has asked of you that he may has have never asked of me and vice versa so I can see you doing it and think you're living in disobedience to the Lord but that may not be true but for me it would be living in disobedience so I think we all need to have those personal things with the Lord that he has talked to us about that he has convicted us about that we hold true to them does that make sense you understand what I'm saying today and you know speaking of my dad there were places that he just felt personally he would not go but he never said even for our family you can't go he just knew what it did to him and he didn't want to be there and that was something the Lord talked to him about and I'm thankful for that it's taught me about having my own personal convictions that's why we have to be so careful and why Jesus talked about not judging one another if we could just learn to take our hands off of people and let God deal with them wow you would be at so much more peace and say well that's between them and God it's not my place I think Saul I don't even know if he had any personal convictions he definitely didn't live in obedience to the Lord obedience is a big deal to God and we don't like it again because it's dying to ourself I just want us to this week yes we are the body of Christ but as the body the hand is here the foot is there this is the arm this is the finger this is the toe whatever we're all a part of the body when we work on our own obedience then we come together we're going to be so much stronger so much better so much more unified so this week I am just asking us as the Lord has directed me in teaching this lesson today which by the way was not an easy lesson to teach nobody likes to teach about this stuff <laughs> but I think well I don't think I know that this week if we can just talk to the Lord for ourselves not about brother so-and-so over here sister so-and-so over there, but about me God show me ways any way at all that I am living in disobedience where I am not submitted to what you have asked me to be submitted to if there are ways I'm not submitted to my spiritual authority if I'm not submitted in ways at work if I'm not if I am just full of self-will <laughs> show me God and he will are you ready for it Whew. 
it might be a hard week <laughs> but really if we want the best for our lives and want to be the best that we can be in the body of Christ we'll ask him he will let us know and we can start working on it doesn't mean by next Sunday we'll have it down sister Imogene nope might not even be next year or five years from now but we need to keep working and working toward being obedient to what the Lord has asked us to do can we pray together